Welcome to the Dark Arts of Conversation. The more we talk, the more we heal. We're your hosts, Daniela, the resident witch. And Jer, the baker. Uh, so we want to start off our conversation checking in. How are you? How was your week? Uh, I'm honestly exhausted, and I'm one of those people where like I don't like to get behind, which is kind of honestly why we're doing this, because I don't want to get behind in this, and then I'll... Big giant shit show for me to try and catch up. I hate playing catch up. Um, yeah, it's been a really long week. Um, went to take the cat to the vet on Monday. That was bad. I didn't think I was going to bring her back. Um, so trying to deal with that. She's okay. She's a big wound on her butt. Uh, we're working through that. But it looks like it's healing. I actually just looked at it a couple minutes ago. It looks pretty good. Um, but yeah, that was... It was rough. That made for a long couple nights, and then that threw the baby schedule off, so we haven't really slept. And then I woke up early today, and I was like, screw it. I'm going to bake, because I haven't made anything in a while. And I did. <laughs> uh, and now I'm just, like, super tired. But, again, I don't like getting behind, so I want to do this one. This is a thing I've wanted to do for quite a while. Um I think I might have told the story on the blog uh, back when it was just the blog. So it's kind of a, I don't want to say it's near and dear to me because it's a big, bit of a shit show. Um, it's not really my proudest moment. So yeah, that's kind of how I am. Um, <laughs> I'm going to try and stay awake through this on coffee number two and coffee cookies that I made. So yeah, a long way to say I'm exhausted. How are you? How was uh... your week? Well, for one, we can't get behind in this. There's no set schedule. And I think you have to remember, like, dude, the point of this is, like, so we love and enjoy sharing what we know and what we're learning and to remember that we're not on a fucking schedule. That's the point. That's the beauty of this. It says bi-weekly. That's okay. (laughs) I think, like, you're so set on, like, the bi-weekly that it has to be alive or it has to be one or the other. And thankfully, we can do one or the other. Yeah, I know. You know, and you got to relax and give yourself some grace, dude. Otherwise, you will burn out, and then this won't be fun anymore. Just thank you for coming to my TED Talk. Uh, (laughs) I'm... (laughs) That is every TED Talk there is. I'm doing okay. Um, Oh, did not sleep well at all. Well, I'm excited that we got to start Formula to kind of help kind of take the pressure off of like producing milk I still have a lot of fucking guilt like giving her formula even when we gave her formula in the hospital and I don't know why I I think there's just a weird shame about it in the community of motherhood but also just like it's a little bit of like I can't provide this for my kids so I have to lean on something and there's nothing wrong with that but I realize how much that like affected me and how much like the breastfeeding journey really didn't go how expected and so that's got me in like some weird emotional shit this week on top of just like non-stop feeding every hour and her being super gassy from formula and granted I really like the formula we're using because she's not having an allergic reaction and gas is the only thing and she's going to the bathroom regularly so like there are pluses to this but it is fucking exhausting right now. And I think she's got teeth coming in. And I'm like, fuck, I'm just, I just want like four hours straight of, of sleep. It would be great. Um, outside of that, I think, I think I'm doing okay. I'm trying to like stay on top of like what's next for her and how to keep her entertained a little more or like just making sure she's stimulated because she's, um, She's smart, man. She's so smart. And I think the big thing about it is she wants to be stimulated with people. She doesn't want to be stimulated with toys. She wants to interact. She loves the cause and effect of every person she meets. She's such an observer, which is so beautiful. But it makes it so hard to just, like, leave her by herself and, like, produce that stimulation. She wants to be interacted with. 
So, yeah. Needless to say, our baby is sleeping right now behind us and hoping that she's going to stay asleep for like the next 45 to hour so we can get this done and hopefully start back on our regular sleep schedule so she can... So she can, like, just have some little bit of normalcy because babies need routine. And we're not always routine people, but they need it. So it gives them the cue to understand of how to put themselves to sleep. And that shit is rough because they are learning how to sleep. Mm-hmm. Babies he- don't come with automatic sleep schedule, automatic food schedule. You got to teach them how to eat and sleep. And that shit is rough. It's pretty crazy, yeah. I agree. Um, you said something that's always pissed me off, to be honest, and I think it's one of the darker sides of blogging and social media and everything, and that's that shame out there of, like, not being good enough mom or dad or doing enough. Like, fuck you to all of those people, to be completely honest. Any of those people that are showing this, like, I can do it all, blah, 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 like, happy go luck, like, go fuck yourself. It's not real. It's really not, and I hate it. I hate that shit. And we're gonna do an really entire episode on this. That came up this weekend with our friends. They were like, "Oh, don't you have like mom energy?" And I was like, "What the fuck, people? Like, uh, there's so much bullshit on social media. You know, yeah. they make it seem perfect and amazing, and in reality, that is not the case for every person. But I was, I don't know that. So we've got a lot of friends that are moms at this point. I want to get a bunch of you guys together and be like, all right, let's lay this shit out for real. Like, let's set the story straight for everybody because I think it's garbage yeah, out it's, there. It's not it's, all it's toxic. happy go, it's not lucky really, rainbows. It's not fair. Uh, it's really not. Like, as a, as a as a guy, like, one, I'm, I don't have the time to look all that shit up, and I think that's probably a guy thing, too, where we don't do that same level of whatnot but i mean i didn't either it's like to dude some extent. why why do they have to be out there and like shaming people for whatever if you can't do it no there's no shame in it we should all be thankful that we live in a society where formula is a thing formula, and for the most part co-sleeping all of it um yeah. like, you know, yes, I understand. There could be dangers to co-sleeping. Yes, we co-sleep, it, but we do it's, co-sleep. Um, we are. It's has saved our sanity and all honesty. From a sleeping perspective, it's so much easier to just not have to get out. Let alone my back got super jacked when we were having a bend over for the bassinet and everything. Wow, yeah. man! Not the episode we're doing, but I do really <laughs> desperately want to do this one um, because I think it's such a big a big topic. Yeah, um, we'll definitely have to do some subcategories in it. Anyways. Yeah, well, I know we're going to do PPA, we'll do PPD, but I really want to do one focused on, like, that whole... What parenting actually what is. What parenting is, the shame culture culture behind it, um, and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, I'd love to do that. I think it'd be cool. Um, so, yeah. So it sounds like you're tired. Mm-hmm. It sounds like you have some guilt and shame that I really personally hate that you have to carry, that you do carry. I don't feel like you need to. I think you're an amazing mom. And if I, if you told me I had to get up for half an hour every few hours to pump milk out of my boobs, I probably would have killed myself at this point. I because mean, I'm already tired and I don't have to do it. So. You thankfully set alarms and took care of getting us up. Every two hours. I did initially, yeah. Oh, first came home, so. Yeah. I thank you and love you for how much you do for us. Yeah. Without further ado, anyways, today's topic is calorie counting. So I don't. Oh, yay. Kind of really depends. Yeah. I mean, I've never calorie counted, so I don't um, have much experience. Um, out of this, in all honesty. So I'm going to probably let you talk about this since this is a personal journey to you more than anything else. Um, something to note, uh, it's been widely considered that if you can't, if you cut out 3,500 calories, that you'll result in a drop of a pound. Yeah, so that's over a course of time, right? So, and... I want to preface this by 
stating that I've had two calorie counting journeys. I had one that was positive and one that was terribly negative, and there are differences in why I think each one went the way it did based on where I was in my life, but I do think the calorie counting for the second time had a negative impact, and we'll get to that. Um, but the 3,500 calorie thing is uh, really on average of a person who's going to eat roughly 2,000 calories because that's what their body requires. If you cut out about 3,500 calories in a time frame, usually a week, you'll lose a pound. Yeah. So if you do half of that, you lose a half pound. Um, great, cool, whatever, right? There are positive ways to do it. There are negative ways to do it. And there's all kinds of ramifications behind it. And I'll let you read the next like line because this is the scary part when you start to really think about yeah. how, how close you are to that line every day. So less than 1,200 calories a day in women and 1,500 in men is when you go into starvation mode. I didn't know that. That's kind of insane. <laughs> I don't count calories, but like to me, that I'm like, what? Um, that's such a big difference, in all honesty. <laughs> and again, it's really not that big of a difference when you think uh, on an average day, your body takes in between 18 and 2,000 calories, depending on like, you know, how active you are, all that other stuff, right? There's a lot of factors that go into it. There's, there's really a lot that happens, but just in general, on average, right? So, I mean, if you're. So I can still tell you right now, like for me, when I was calorie counting first time and second time, I know that roughly for my height and my activity level, if I want to lose a half pound a week, which is what I always targeted, because for me, that was an easy thing, right? It's pretty easy to track to. It's pretty uh, regular. I know I can eat like a, a small breakfast and then two decent sized meals, right? Mm -hmm. Without exercising totally on the level, I can lose a half pound a week. I can do it. Um, I was at like 1770 per day is what I could do to lose a half pound a week. So if I wanted to get down to uh, like a pound a week, which I don't recommend for people that are healthy. I don't, I mean, it's a slow journey. You should see it as a marathon, not as a sprint because it's going to take you a long time to do it. Um, if you're doing it in a way that is healthy, um, there's, there's healthy ways to do it. There's non-healthy ways to do it, but when you think about the fact that you're at 1770 per day, right, to lose a half pound, and now you're talking about 1500 roughly, will put you into starvation mode. That's a fine line. That's one workout a day, and not a not a like insane workout. From for me, when I was running, I would burn about 100 calories every 10 minutes of constant running, constant running, right? And I don't run consistently because I hate running miserable that's for another day too so think about it i mean that's only that's only 25 25 minutes of running that's less than a 5k on an average pace um that's a, a decent strength workout you know and that's if you're not eating those calories back so i mean there's a whole bunch of other shit that can go into a lot of that um because then that would be the thing right you get into this <laughs> i'm going to jump around a lot because i don't have a good structure for this because of how crazy the whole thing kind of gets and i don't i did a lot of research and i hated it i threw it out there's a lot of back and forth people saying it's bad people saying it's good whatever um but what would happen is you would work out so you could eat more because you would get hungry right uh well i'm gonna eat an extra slice of pizza today so i'll i don't know i'll do like 20 minutes of cardio cool right and if you're doing that occasionally that's fine if there's no guilt in doing it, that's kind of okay, right? You can do calorie cutting. So, well, real quick, what is calorie cutting? Calorie cutting is a part of dieting. You have to reduce your intake to some capacity to be able to lose weight, right? It, it In the easy perspective, it kind of is an inverse out, right? How much are you putting in versus how much you're burning? A lot of people may argue with that. That's fine. Dieting is dieting, and this is really kind of the way to do it. Um, but when you start getting into that realm of it's like, oh shit, like I ate 20 calories too much. Oh God, now I feel bad. Like now you're in this like 
negative thought process. Um, yeah, I am going to jump around a lot. I feel like this is just so rambling. I, that's okay. Um, what is the difference between like an eating disorder and calorie counting? Because I feel like there's such a fine line between that and like you're talking about it. And I'm like, I definitely remember a time where like, I never counted calories, but like I definitely would cut meals so that I wouldn't go above a certain number when I weighed um, at one point in my life um, because I didn't like the way like my stomach looked at some point. And so like I would always love it after I would go to like cheer practice because my stomach would be so flat and I'd be very sensitive about what I would eat and then our coaches if they saw us eating like Doritos on on the field they would snatch our Doritos and be like no um you're not eating and I'm like okay all right we're gonna come back to that so like it's like you're talking about and I'm like I guess in a way um (laughs) it's a more structured way a calorie counting sounds like a more structured way than so really calorie counting is just tracking your input Right. Okay. You know, you're, you're saying, okay, it's a form of dieting. Really. At the end of the day, it's a form of dieting. I want to lose some weight. Here's how I'm going to do it. I'm going to structure it in a way for me. It worked wonders. I'm a, a structured person, a process person. I fucking fucking loved it. It was great. I'm like, Oh, okay, cool. All I have to do is write it all down. Okay, great. Excellent. And then have apps and shit, right? So you just put in everything. You're like, oh, cool. I could track it all in real time. And then these apps start saying, ooh, you're five days in a row. Great job. Ten days in a row. Good job. You haven't missed a day. Good job. And you're like, oh, okay. Okay. Right. Cool. I'm I'm doing well. I'm I'm hitting these like goals. And it would track your weight loss, right? And for me, like I was, I structured it at a half pound a week, like I said. Um, And so in that realm totally fine it worked i did it i don't want to say i did it obsessively i did it obsessively to the fact that i didn't want to lose my day streak right when i was losing and intentionally tracking to to intentionally lose weight i wasn't doing it in a negative way i didn't really have the negative thought patterns at that point in time you know so if i ate over a little bit i was like oh okay i didn't beat myself up too bad in go number one okay the time I beat myself up is when I actually dropped my streak. I was at like 430 days without missing a day of, of tracking. I went from 171 to like right around at my absolute lowest. And your weight fluctuates every day. People will not know that. If you do not weigh yourself, somebody's going to fucking yell at me and it's fine. If you don't weigh yourself every day, you won't see what your normal fluctuations are. And so if you're doing your check-in, in quotes, by the way, because nobody can see this, if you're doing your check-in, because you would always do your check-in on the same day every week to, to track your weight loss. If you didn't know what your normal fluctuations were, you may think you lost three pounds. Get on the scale the next week and be up two. And that could be damaging to people that all of a sudden oh shit yeah i lost three pounds and the next week you're up two you're like what the fuck just happened how did i get like and so the question back like real fast back to your question of like what's the difference between calorie counting and an eating disorder that fucking line that thin line right there it's it literally is that thin of a line Going from, okay, cool, I'm doing fine, to fuck what happened. And it is quick. It really is. (laughs) It's so crazy because you can just be like, fine. Like I said, for those 430 days, I was totally cool about that. I didn't really feel bad about doing it. I I felt fine. And when I was done, I was like, ah, okay, whatever. I lost my streak. Bummer on that, right? I, I met my goal. I'm at a weight I like. I was in the low 140s, which is where I wanted to be, right? I wasn't overly working out. I wasn't depriving myself of stuff. I would eat pizza. I would eat like three slices, right? Cut myself off. I'm like, all right, cool. 
that's a lot of pizza, whatever. But I wouldn't beat myself up about it. I wasn't working out constantly and all that. And that was good. That was fine. Right. Then you can switch over. And when you start being like, shit, like I really don't like myself. You mentioned your stomach. That is my Achilles heel. If you were to ask me what I hate about myself, it's my stomach. I have no valid reason for it that I can recollect. None. I don't know why. I'll blame it on society. Fuck it, right? Every doctor on Grey's Anatomy has got a six-pack, which is bullshit. You're a fucking doctor. You're working 120 hours a week. You don't have a six-pack. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> but By the like, way, I love Grey's Anatomy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that is uh, my uh, guilty pleasure. I'm, trust me, I've watched the vast majority of it. ER still better. <laughs> Boom, that's a hill I, I will die on. Um, so the eating disordered aspect of it is the, what makes it the eating disorder is the mental aspect of it. How do you feel about yourself? Are you guilting yourself? Are you shaming yourself? Are you depriving yourself, intentionally depriving yourself to the degrees that you that you actively feel bad about? Because that's when it becomes an, a disorder, right? That's when it gets negative. Um, <laughs> the baby's over there wiggling around. I don't know if she's awake or not. Um, I'm going to try and get her back to sleep in the middle of this. It's fun. Uh, so, yeah. I mean, it is a super, super fine line. So... To kind of talk about that and put it in perspective, right? I kind of talked about the positive side where I didn't feel bad. I didn't shame myself. I lost close to 30 pounds. Uh, and again, remember, that was over 430 days. So we're talking like, what was that, like a, a year and a third or so, year and a quarter, roughly. So that's a pretty, pretty slow course of weight loss. And that's kind of what you want, right? It, you, st- you still have to do a balanced diet, right? You you could go in, honestly, and eat all cookies and lose weight. You can do it. You can. It It's simple math. Calories in, calories out. You will lose the weight. You will be unhealthy as hell. Um, if anybody remembers uh, Super Size Me, Morgan Spurlock did that documentary. McDonald's is garbage because whatever. Somebody did uh, a counter documentary and ate only McDonald's, but lost weight because he did the same concept. Calories in, calories out, and lost weight just to prove that you could. Now, neither one of those are really healthy, balanced diets. So there's that aspect of it. Um, but what really tipped me over the edge and what put me in a downward spiral? Um... I think I've mentioned it. I was divorced before. This isn't my first marriage. It's not your first marriage either. Um, so the first one, we did it together. Things are great. Whatever. I lost weight. I felt good. And then I went into maintenance. I just kind of kept where I was at. Things were fine. Cool. Um, as every relationship has, we had our own problems in that relationship. I don't want to go too in depth about it simply because that person's not here to defend themselves, right? You're only getting my half of the story and that's not fair to, to that person. I've grown a lot to be able to tell you this. Trust me. I've grown a lot to be able to say that statement. Um, so to not disparage my ex-wife, we were in different places. So we had an intimacy issue. I will leave it at that. And... Towards the end, when things were starting to just kind of fall apart, I really took it on me and I kind of blamed myself for it. Like, she just doesn't find me attractive, so I'm not attractive. So that was the underlying negative thought train. And then I used calorie counting. And then it became a negative feedback loop. And... I hated myself. I may have liked the way I looked, but I hated who I was. So 
what makes it an eating disorder? I was working out seven or eight times a week, no rest days, sometimes twice a day. Uh, and then if I did go over or if I did miss a workout, I would feel like shit. I would guilt myself on it. I'd feel shame about it. Um, and I, I set goals that were lies. Um, I did want a six pack, by the way. That was a goal of something that I did want. I don't have a valid good reason for it. Whatever. Who cares, right? Ooh, let's say I did it, right? Well, it's fucking hard, by the way. <laughs> Getting there and then staying there is fucking miserable. Don't let anyone tell you otherwise. It's a, it's a shit show. So, guys, girls, not worth it. So, I hid behind that as a goal. And then I also lied to everybody and was like, yeah, I'm just trying to get strong. I want to climb harder. Oh, I did. I was climbing V8 for a while, um, but mentally I was destroying myself. I was a wreck. Uh, it's not that I didn't eat. I ate, and I just made sure I worked out enough to cover it. And at times, I was probably only taking in, because I was working out so much, fourteen to 1,600 calories a day. Jeez. And that's bad. Obviously, as we already discussed, that's bordering line, borderline starvation, starvation mode, right? And so when you're lifting and climbing and running and doing hit and all that other shit, it's not <laughs> like mentally. It's it exhausting. Fucked me up mentally. I hated it. I hated myself. I hated that I was lying to everybody about why. I'd look in the mirror and I actually would like the way I look. And I see pictures and I'm like, man, I look pretty fucking good. But I didn't like, I didn't like me, right? Like visually I liked me, but I didn't like who I was. So that to me is the eating disordered aspect of it, right? And it's a fine line. I did it for 430 days with no problems. And then I did this. And I wrecked myself as a, as a person. I didn't wreck myself physically. Physically, I was in the best shape of my life. But as a person, I hated myself. I hated it. I didn't get the attention I wanted. It didn't solve any of my problems. And I just made myself feel miserable. Absolutely miserable. Sure, the climbing was like my success. The six-pack was my success. But it came at a heavy cost of me being me and happy. And now, like, now I want to work out and I'm too afraid to do it on any regular schedule. Because I can still tell you how many calories are in a slice of cheese, a piece of bread, all of it. You watch those videos where girls can tell you stuff like that because they're anorexic. I can do all that. I counted calories for so long, I know the, the, the calories in a decent chunk of stuff without looking it up. And so I'm concerned that I'll go backwards without even trying. Because if you can mentally do it, there's no app that so, you can turn off. There's no app you can uninstall from your phone. I was going to say, do you feel like you still do that now when you eat food? Do you catch yourself like kind of There slipping? are days where I'll be like, I know I'm looking at the nutrition label. And I'm like, why am I doing this? But when it comes down to like, am I tracking anymore? No. No. Um, there's days where I'm like, uh, it's about this and that, but like, it's not, it's not like, all right, write it down. All right, make sure you're here. Make sure you're there. Make sure you're there. No, I'm eating like, <laughs> like we make pasta bakes and I'll eat like three plates. And then I'm like, God, I feel like shit because I eat way too much, <laughs> but I'm not shaming myself for doing it. I'm just like, good Lord. I actually ate too much. I'm physically uncomfortable. I really should only eat two plates next time. They're so good. Though. They're so good. But I want to work out. I do. 
I'm so scared of doing it because I know what it's like. I've been mentally like in really shitty places a lot in my life and I know how to get there and I kind of know how to get out. But this is the one thing that really just, honestly, it kind of like scares me more than anything else. I can get depressed and I know I'll be okay. But I liked lifting weights. I did. I actually really enjoyed it. I liked working out. I'm just so afraid that I'll hate myself again. That I can't bring myself to do it and try and go back in a way that's healthy. And that sucks. It's been... It's literally coming up close to four years when I was at my strongest, most fit, most cut, lowest body percentage. I was at like 16%. According to the scale I have, who fucking knows how accurate it is, whatever cares. But I was riding an average body weight of about 142 pounds, and I'm 5'8", so like that's, that's pretty cut. Um, and it sucks. Like I'm terrified. I would love to be able to work out two or three times a week. Look, baby aside, I told him. <laughs> that's the other problem. But like the mental place that that put me, I've never hated myself more than during that time frame. I let what should have been a relationship issue. I took calorie counting, I took the negative thing, I made it a terrible feedback loop, and I destroyed myself as a person, and I lied to people around me so that they wouldn't see why I was doing it. I wasn't ready to be vulnerable enough to ask anybody, to tell anybody, to be honest with anybody. I wasn't, I wasn't honest with myself. I knew how I felt. I knew how I felt. But I'm telling you, climbing V8s felt pretty fucking good. <laughs> if you don't know what that is, that's actually like, that's not even great. That's about half the the, the scale out there for bouldering. But um, I felt good physically. I felt awful mentally. And the calorie counting is what made it, it's, it's what provided the negative feedback loop in real time for me. I could see that I was working out too much. I could see when I was over. Um, and, you know, it provided that real-time thing on my phone that I could take anywhere. To this day, by the way, I still weigh myself every day. At this point today, I actually didn't weigh myself today because I woke up way too early. Too tired yesterday. Last time I weighed myself, I was like 155 and a half or so. So I've been floating between 154 and 157 for the last uh, oh, six months since we had the baby. Do you? Before that, I was at about 150. So I am kind of bummed that I put on. I was going to say, like, do you feel like you get like really upset watching the scale fluctuate? Do you still feel like that affects you mentally? Yeah, not to the same degree, but yeah, I don't like watching it go up, and I don't like watching it go up for the same reason you mentioned earlier. I don't like my stomach. And so I've tied the way my stomach looks to my self-worth in the past to that number on the scale. That was dumb. That was super stupid. You are more than a number on a scale. You're more than the pounds that are on the scale. You're more than the body fat percentage. You're more than the BMI. All of it. That does not define who you are as a person. The things you do, the, the way you treat other people, and the way you treat yourself define who you are as a person. The number on the scale, the number of calories you eat, your stupid fucking doctor telling you you're fat that happened to me by the way that was definitely the trigger point back in the day your cheer coach taking doritos away from you 
you can all go fuck yourself. It may seem like nothing to you, but it is destroying people. The diet industry, the beauty industry, and half of social media are fucking killing people. And it is not fair. And the diet industry that's creating uh, calorie counting and all this other stuff, and you have to do this and this and this, it's, yes, look, I will be the first person to say there are positives to it if you have the fortitude to be able to do it appropriately. I will calorie count to lose weight in a structured way, and there's nothing wrong with it. Again, it has to be balanced. You can't overdo it. You can't shame yourself. You have to have a support system you on top have of that, to, too. You have to be open to that support system. You have to be willing to tell them you want to hold them accountable and you want them to hold you accountable. How are you feeling about it? Are you shaming yourself? Do you feel guilty? Because if you do, it's time to stop. And if you want an understanding of roughly how many people were doing it, I used um, my fitness pal. Mm-hmm. They were acquired by, God, and I totally knew it right before this. Um, there's some big uh, Under Armour. They were acquired by Under Armour. Then they got hacked. They had 100 million accounts get breached. That means from the time that they started to the time that they got hacked, they, over that course of time, had 100 million people using it. And they are one of many out there. The new ones out there are Noom, who claim they're doing it using psychology. I've not heard positive things about that from psychologists. I'm not a psychologist. I'm not a therapist. I haven't looked at it. I don't know. There's easy ways to do it, and there are very, very bad ways to do it, and that line gets real thin real fast. I can only imagine what you felt when your cheer coach was like, no, you can't eat this. What's that? It is a negative feedback. Now you're going to internalize. And if you've been through trauma, and I was reading this, this is one of the things I read. If you've been through trauma and you get into calorie counting, you're more likely to develop an eating disorder. Because what you're trying to do with the calorie counting is have some control over something. Because trauma survivors have that need for control because they've lost control at some point. And now you want something you can control. Okay, well, I can control how much I put in my body, how much I work out. That's a big one. I fucking loved it. Loved it. I still like the idea of it, to be completely honest. I'm so scared to do it, and I would love to lose five pounds. I'd like to lose ten if I wasn't lying to everybody. Am I going to do it? No. I'm too afraid of what it would do to me as a person. And... I'm in a relationship now where I can have a conversation. I have a daughter that I don't want to teach that kind of stuff to because I'm terrified. She's going to grow up and she's going to hit that age where it becomes a thing to look a certain way. I'm not excited. Dude, if we start, if I start now and I go down the wrong way, it's bad. And I want nothing more than to keep her away from that forever. So, look, it can lead to anorexia, bulimia. I don't care what the studies out there say. They go back and forth. Some say the apps don't do anything. Some say they do. Some say it's just the calorie counting. Some say there's nothing wrong with it. When you're only talking to 200 people, it's not a big enough sample size. Personally, it's not, and I don't fucking care. I don't think you can ever control for every variable out there to do it. The line is so thin and it depends on also, like, what you're going through. I feel like there, you know, some people financially can afford to do it. Other people can't. Then there goes into, where are you mentally? Did you just get out of a relationship? Are you recovering from a trauma? Are you experiencing this, that, X, Y, Z? Like, though those studies are great about whether it does contribute or not, I mean, Every person is going through something so different, you know, they, they can't take into account for all that stuff on the backside. And 
it's kind of dumb to say that that doesn't contribute to it to some degree, in all honesty. Um, you know. I was talking to my therapist about it, and she was like, yeah, they're probably relying on, like, self-reporting. We all know how unreliable that is. Yeah, I told everybody I was trying to get stronger. I was trying to look more attractive to solve a problem in my relationship that was never going to be resolved. If I didn't tell the people I knew, am I really going to tell somebody doing research? No. <laughs> Probably not. Fuck no. Even like, if it's like uh, and anonymous. Yeah. No. And I've done anonymous depression surveys. And those are hard. Are you depressed? Ooh, shit. I don't want to tell this person. Like, oh, dude, I don't know them. I but feel that way every time I fill out a, sure. a form. Yeah, we'll get to the PPD one. I'm sure. <laughs> Are you depressed? Have you thought about committing suicide? And I'm like, when? Uh... <laughs> <laughs> what time frame are we talking about? Um, Is this yesterday? To be honest six about months this? ago. But, uh, you know, yeah. Dude, like, that's some rough stuff right there. I don't. And. And I can see people go through it, and I know there is no easy way to bring it up to them. Why is there no easy way to bring it up to them? Because when you're in that spiral, I wouldn't want to hear it. You don't want to hear it. Tell me I look good. That's all I want. You're vulnerable. You're going through so much that, like... Sometimes it's a real big hit to the ego if you don't get the response that you want. And that is, that's a trigger point for some people. That shit is rough. I mean, I've never been through calorie counting, but I do know people who have. And watching them go down the path of where they're like fasting or, you know, working out so much that like they don't have a life outside that, I'm like, Dude, you can take a break. It's okay to, like, walk away from this for a little while. It, it's really hard as somebody, like, being on the outside. Because you're like, I don't know how to help you. Because it's one of those things where you have to help yourself. And I just... It's that. It's a... It's, it's that 100%. So, so fucking hard. Um, it's that 100%. Until you are willing to help yourself, there's nothing anybody can do because you will just lie to them. Until you can admit it to yourself, you can't admit it to somebody else. By the way, um, IF, anorexia, bulimia, uh, bigorexia is a thing I heard about recently where those that's guys in the gym doing the exact opposite of anorexia. They don't feel big enough, so they're continually working out three to four hours a day to get bigger and bigger and bigger. Hadn't heard of that. Crazy. I mean, I've heard of the like working out thing, but like not a name for it. All of those are disorders okay they may not be clinically diagnosed and everything else if you are doing it in a way that makes you feel like shit that is a disorder and you need help it will be one of the hardest things you've ever done the recovery i don't know first of the process of admitting you might have a problem i don't want to say i'm recovered because i'm so fucking terrified to do it i've battled it for four years wanting to work out again i've probably worked out no more than 20 times in the last four years i don't count climbing because that's a different thing for me like i don't feel guilt or shame when i'm doing that that's actually one of my coping mechanisms because i can turn my brain off when i'm doing it and everything else but like actively working out i i, I struggle so much with the fear that i'm going to go back and I want to do it so bad. I don't want to wake up at six. I don't want to go run. I really don't want to do hit and burpees. As much as I like them, I'm fucking miserable from a physical perspective. I do like the way it makes me feel. I like the energy it gives me. I like the way that it the endorphins go through your body. But and I know I'm not in that place anymore. But I also know how easy it is to go backwards. Relapse is a real thing. The road to recovery is paved with failure. It's how you move through that failure that determines where you're going to go. 
So, you know, what do you do? How do you ask somebody, hey, will you watch me? Will you hold me accountable? Will you ask me? You can. I could ask you all those questions. That doesn't reduce the fear I have. Plus, I know you're going to say, you're, you're hot. No, no, like, you don't need to work out. Yes. <laughs> I'm aware that you find me attractive. I'm, I'm, I'm beyond thankful for that, by the way. Clarity's sake. I don't want to make, I don't want to, like, minimize that. That's actually a really big thing for me. I had a real hard time with that in the past. So, <laughs> yes. <laughs> One of these days, I'll actually learn to like myself and the way I look. And I've done a lot of that over the last year. Just a quick question. Have you brought this up to your therapist? Yes. What is she saying? Through my second round of therapy, we talked about it. Um, we've talked about it on and off, actually. Um, yeah. You're, the only thing you can do is try. Be cognizant of it. Ask for help. Get the support you need. Those kind of things, right? Um, if you're not in therapy, there's countless things therapy can help you with. In all honesty, there should be no shame for it. There should be no shame for recovery, for eating disorders and everything else. And I do want to get into all the other eating disorders at some point. I just don't have them, so I can't really speak to them. And what we're trying to do is start the conversations. I haven't found anybody that is open to talking about them. Yeah, I'm going to say that's... Is it you? Reach out. Yeah, if you're hearing this and you're willing to talk about your journey, let us know. Email us. Come hang out and have a conversation with us. Yeah. Um, I guess now that we're coming to an end of our episode, is there anything that you wish you could tell yourself now that you wish you knew then? Yeah. Uh, you don't have to hide in that shame and guilt and fear alone because you are your own worst enemy in those places, but you're also your own hero and you are the only person that can save you. There isn't anyone out there that can tell you anything until you are ready to accept what you're being told. You're not fat. You're not ugly, you're not damaged, you're not broken, you're not insane, you're not crazy. I hate all those words for those reasons because they imply that you can't help yourself. But really, at the end of the day, you are the only person who can start your journey to something better. Somebody can say something and that can be the triggering point, sure. But again, unless you're willing to accept what they say when they say it, it just becomes noise. And again, I said it once, you are not the numbers on the scale. You are not the negative way you perceive yourself in the mirror. Because that is the biggest deterrent, is seeing yourself in the mirror. Because the way you see yourself, if you're already in a negative space, you're not going to see yourself the way everybody else sees you. And that is the hardest part. It's the hardest part. I still look at myself and I'm like, hmm. It's look better. <laughs> I won't lie. I won't lie. Fucking honest truth. That's how I feel. So, yeah, that was a long rambling way to get through calorie counting because I didn't like the research I found. Uh, it's just too back and forth. It's too, it's too hard. And it really is such a fine line on how you handle it. Like I said, I've done it two ways. I did it one way where I... <laughs> Welcome back from sleep. Um... I've I've done it in a way that was healthy and I've done it in a way that was terrible and your own emotional state has a lot to to say in how you may do it but they can both create a terrible negative feedback loop that's really hard to get out of seek help it can be found you have to be honest with yourself first though so yeah, that's a crazy long story about all that. Do you have any I appreciate you sharing like final your story, your journey on this. In all honesty, like I know that that was probably really hard to be open that vulnerably open to the world right now. Um so thank you for 
you know, sharing your part of the story because I'm sure in some places you're probably going to help somebody. Maybe even just get the courage to help. We hope this, if anything, gives you the courage to step out and ask for help if you need it. Um, if you're dieting and you feel okay, there's nothing wrong, wrong with, with dieting. That. There's no shame in dieting. When you start guilting yourself and feeling negative and all that other stuff, please seek help. Sooner rather than later. It will go sideways fast. It will get out of control very quickly, and it is very hard to stop. Very hard to stop. I don't want you wasting four years of your life wondering if you can work out. Um, we will have some organizations, um, resources, and help at the bottom of this episode. So if you're listening and you are contemplating whether you need help or not, please check out those sources. Um, please reach out, check in on people that you know. Um, please like, share, subscribe, follow, rate us, leave a comment, leave some love for us. We're on most of the major platforms at this point for podcasting. That would be Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, Amazon. iHeartRadio. iHeartRadio. I don't think I did Google yet, but whatever. Maybe I already did. doesn't matter. We're out there. Find us. Share us. Rate us. Like us so people can find us. Check out the rest of our projects at thedarkartsof.com. And you can reach us through our email if you guys want. Uh, come join a conversation or just say hi. Um, but remember, you're not alone. The more we talk, the more we heal. See y'all in two weeks. Real quick, that email address is the baker and the witch at the darkartsof.com <laughs> or the website is the darkartsof.com. Uh, but yeah, you're not alone. And like she said, the more we talk, the more we heal. Check in on your people. Hopefully they're doing well. Thanks, everybody. Thank you.